0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is David with Prep Consulting Co., joined with my co-host for the show and for all eternity, my beautiful Lisa. And tonight we're covering 10 ways to raise kids during inflation and not go broke, or how to raise kids and not go broke, how to raise kids on a budget. Take your pick. And uh, we're going to be starting... Just jumping right in with inflation is currently, it's the highest it's been in 40 plus years. So Lisa and I, we aren't even 40 yet. So literally it's the highest it's been before we were even around. So for us, we're navigating new waters here ourselves. However, we do know how to save money, right? We've done several episodes on this before. So now we're going to tie it specifically into kids, We're going to tie it into how to help you beat that inflation by buying it cheap and stacking it deep. The first thing to do is to set your priorities as a couple and as a family and decide what you're going to spend your money on. As your dollars have less and less value, as inflation keeps going up, what are you going to do? One of the things that we recommend is having a family meeting I recommend that first family meeting is just you and your spouse. Or if you're single, you and someone who you look up to in the financial world. Um, It could be an uncle, brother, sister, parent, friend, whatever. Find someone who you look up to in the money world and have a meeting with them. Brainstorm on this.
1: When you're setting your priorities, be really ruthless with what you're going to spend money on because even $5 invested can make a a big difference. $5 saved can make a big difference. Be really nitpicky. Go through everything with a fine tooth comb and decide what you're going to spend money on because it can be something simple like deciding, am I going to go buy a new pair of shoes for $20 or $50 or am I going to wait and buy shoes used for $5? Things like that really add up. Come to this
0: meeting with a budget. A budget
1: isn't a scary thing that restricts
0: you. No, budgets give you freedom. You're setting the budget here. So you set it the way you want and then tell the budget what to do so your money's not telling you what to do. The budget is where you give yourself freedom and you are particular with your money and how you're going to use it. You come to the meeting with the budget prepared and then have them change and critique it. That's, again, going back to we are Dave Ramsey fans and look up and use his Financial Peace University. When you're ready to go over this with your whole family, with your kids, if your kids want to go on a vacation somewhere, say, okay, we have $1,000 to spend on this vacation. You research and find out all the things you want to do and plan it out and come back to the table with that. That may work better for teenage kids or whatever, or if they're younger, you can help guide your kids through it. And sometimes it helps to even get the $1,000 or whatever. If you can save it up and have it, pull it out of the bank in cash in, say, 20s, and then you can make your vision board and you can put the $20 here, put the $20 there, put $5 here. And have your kids be involved in this so they can see the process and how money works. And then you're also setting the example of being wise with your money so that they can learn and see from your mentorship. The second way is with, we're going to focus on babies. So you want to cut baby expenses by focusing on the fundamentals and being okay with it. Your baby will be fine and won't remember most of this anyway. What do you really need when you have a baby? We're going to do a podcast on how preparedness helped us through having one of our babies here in the next two episodes. For this one, though, what do babies really need? Babies need food. Babies need to be warm. Babies need to have their bum changed. They don't need all the other crazy baby stuff. Babies are really low-maintenance. As inflation continues to rise, the cost of everything across the board goes up. One of the big examples of that is baby formula. Baby formula is already crazy expensive. If you breastfeed, then you just cut that out right away.
1: One of our friends, if I'm remembering this number correctly, she said they had to have some like more special formula, and I think it was $500 a month or something absolutely insane for formula. Yeah, that's crazy. $500 a month.
0: The vast majority of women that are our friends, we obviously talk to about breastfeeding and babies and things. And if you can't tell yet, I don't have any qualms about talking about breastfeeding or periods and all that other fun stuff. There's just so many misconceptions. It's mind-boggling to both of us. One of our friends, they had seven kids, eight kids, before they're finally like, oh, I can breastfeed this whole time. I thought I was starving my baby. Turns out I was just doing it wrong.
1: Breastfeeding is a great way to save a lot of money. And it is so important as the dietitian. I cannot convey to you enough how significant breastfeeding is. And I know that there's a lot of hate about, Oh, you know, that's mom shaming. And there's just, it's a taboo to tell people they should breastfeed in some circles. I'm just telling you that's wrong. Like, It's important. I get that not everybody can do it, but a lot of people just don't even know how. They don't know what resources are out there. So that's something that if you're having a baby, really look into that and take it seriously and figure out how to get the help you need from an international board certified lactation consultant, And just plan on getting help because you'll probably need some help, but do that. It's going to make a huge difference to the health of your baby long-term and also just to your budget. If you
0: don't want to go to a lactation consultant, because we've run into lactation consultants who have never breastfed. Yes, there's good in school, but there's also a lot of wisdom that comes from just doing it yourself. Find someone in your circle who has successfully breastfed and have them coach you. Keep it simple and you don't have to spend money on it. Lots of times insurance will cover a lactation consultant. If you have questions, you can reach out to us and I'll refer you to Lisa. We've helped several people along this path and it is a game changer financially and for your baby and lots of other things. Another one with babies is to get things secondhand. Oh, going back to insurance, insurance will also pay for a breast pump. So say you can't always be there breastfeeding, you can still use a breast pump and then get your baby uh, the breast milk. The other thing is cloth diapers, right? Formula and diapers are ridiculously expensive. If you can jump into cloth diapering, especially if you can reuse them for another kid, you will save hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Cloth diapering is really simple, it's come a long way from the early 90s and the hundreds of years before that, where you just have the cotton. Uh, pre-fold with safety pins it's a lot easier it's a lot less uh, risky in poking your kid because we don't use safety pins anymore
1: there's lots of different options there's you can do pre-folds or flats or you can have all-in-one diapers that are basically just like regular diapers to put on you just wash them
0: so reach out if you have any more questions on that we did cloth diapering Mm -hmm. on some level with all three of our kids it's super easy The next way to raise kids and save money and not go broke is to cook from home. We've hit on this on several different episodes already. Plan ahead uh, what you'll eat. Make a menu beforehand. Go out and get that stuff. Buy it cheap. Stack it deep. And you'll have food to look forward to.
1: And with this, I'm going to add a caveat of cook from scratch at home. Because sometimes we get people who think that, you know, heating up Stouffer's lasagna is cooking from home. It it doesn't count. I'm sorry to tell you. It's Um, certainly not saving you money. Not saving you money and is not good for your health. If I could tell people to cut out one thing from their diet, it would be ultra processed foods. So convenience foods. The
0: next thing kind of along the same line of cook from home is pack your lunch and your kids lunch. School lunch is expensive and it adds up quick and Everyone remembers school lunch. No one wants to eat cafeteria food. Gross. Pack your kids lunch from home. Have them pack their lunch from home. Maybe one thing you can do is you can look at the monthly school menu and then you can have your kids pick one day a week or every other week or something like that where they can buy school lunch if that's important to them. But make this a family effort. We're all working in this together. Step four of ways to raise kids and not go broke is buy clothes secondhand. Only get your kids four to five outfits, maybe top, and a Sunday outfit. We've been clearing out a lot of our kids' clothes the last couple weeks, and it makes things a lot simpler. Another way to do it is to swap clothes with other families that have kids about your age. Another thing we've done is looked on Facebook Marketplace or the equivalent in your area, but definitely check out Secondhand, because clothes are ridiculously expensive, and kids go through them so fast. The fifth way to raise kids and not go broke is to sell the stuff you already have. Like we just mentioned, kids go through things quickly. So when they're done with it, sell it. Do the Marie Kondo and sell the stuff around your house. If you pick it up and it doesn't spark joy, sell it and make some money. And then you can spark some joy as you hold the, uh, the dollar bills or your Venmo and your phone or whatever. On the flip side of just saving money is maybe you develop the skills to make toys, clothes, you take your clothes to consignment, or you develop different skills that will help you during times of inflation. So one of the things that my nephew's done and I've done too is beekeeping. You can work on different craft skills of woodworking, jewelry, art, and sell it. And then you're getting joy of creating things. And then you're also making money to fund your habits during these times of inflation. And your kids, too. Uh, I have several nieces and nephews who have made things and sold them at local farmer's markets. And it's definitely a good way to fund your hobbies, teach your kids entrepreneurial skills, and how to deal with money. It's an all-around win-win.
1: The next one is stop buying toys. I, a few years ago, did the Parenting Junkie present play course it totally changed how I saw play and toys. And I felt like I was pretty into kind of open-ended toys and imaginative play before. But when she talked about how kids need to have simple things to play with so that they can engage their imagination and the more that they have to use their imagination to play, the more they get into this flow of playing and they'll just get engrossed in it and they will play for hours. Honestly, I have found that the more fewer toys my kids have out the better they play or you know if they're outside playing with pine cones and rocks they will play for hours because it's those simple toys so really like stop buying toys they don't need it it's actually not helping them it's not helping you either because they're not really going to play with them you're just going to be picking them up
0: we've been clearing out like we said a lot of things in our house we've been clearing out lots of toys and it seems like really the more toys that we've taken to second hand stores and sold online the more our kids have buy-in with that, their imagination and what they're playing with. And like Lisa said, they play better, they play longer, and they're really developing those skills and imagination and exploring what they can do without those toys. And you're saving lots of money.
1: And the toys that our kids do have are literally things like wooden blocks. And we have a nice set that's like, you know, the classic Cubes And they're made out of nice types of wood, but we also have natural wood blocks, which literally we just had some branches from our tree that fell off and we just cut them up into kind of different sizes that were sort of similar, but really they're all different sizes and shapes and they play with those. We have oh probably at least four different types of blocks and my kids will play with those for hours. They can be food, they can be villages, they can be all sorts of things.
0: And if all else fails, don't throw away your Amazon box. Just give them to your kids. The seventh way to not go broke raising kids in inflation is to stop buying your kids electronics. Let's beat this dead horse one more time. Your kids don't need them. They're going to be outdated in a year or two anyway. If your kid must have a phone or communication device, get them a dumb phone. Or there's a company, at least we see all over here in Utah, called Gab and they have gab phones so it looks like a smartphone but all they can do is call and text on it they also have watches so it looks like a smartwatch where all they can do is call or text on it and it keeps your kids safe and out of pornography and trash like that and just helps them have a more full life of not being sucked into their phones all the time maybe we could consider getting ourselves a gab phone or yourself a gab phone right? Of just keep things simple. We survived when we were kids without these things. Your kids can too. So get them out, teach them those night games, capture the flag, hide and seek, ghost in the graveyard, tag, sardines, all those things, and get them off the electronics. You will save so much money. And plus, I don't know about you, but it seems like our kids do a good job breaking our phones. I can't imagine what it'd be like if we had our, our kids had their own phones. Another great point with this is there may be a transitional period, but after you get out of the transitional period of kids being off electronics more, as it really does build time and communication for your family, where you are present with your family and just developed more meaningful relationships. The eighth way to save money in inflation and not go broke is to DIY it. So do it yourself. Check things out on Pinterest. Instead of buying them from the store, see what you can be resourceful with of what you already have and changing it into something else and focus there. Keep that one nice and short. The ninth way is to learn skill sets from YouTube University and then practice them at home or in a public place for free. You can go to the mountains or parks or fields or community rec centers, your church, church parking lot, and practice what you're learning from YouTube. Don't just look at cat videos. Look up something useful. Here's some different ideas of skill sets you can learn with your family, your kids can learn. You can build this good mindset of learning. You can try cooking as we've talked about before and teach your kids to cook. You can do knitting hats. We just got our five-year-old a hat knitting loom for Christmas. And within two days, I had helped her to make her own hat. And she did probably 90 plus percent of it on her own. Kids pretty young can learn how to do these things. Our kids are awesome. They are not something extra special. I mean, they're extra special to us. And if you ever listen to this, our wonderful kids, we love you. Just saying other kids could learn how to do these hands-on things too. Uh, my sister just taught our kids to do a cross-stitch activity where they cross-stitch their names. Our kids are young. Her kids that were doing it with them were very young also. So don't underestimate what your kids can do. Some other simple things you can do is art sets. Learn how to do different things in art. Lisa's working on watercolors. She teaches the kids as they nature journal and do different things like that. One of my favorites is to learn how to use dangerous things. Knives, axes, guns, fire building, minimalist camping, archery. You can get a lot of this equipment really cheap from a pawn shop or borrow it from family members. Look online. Again, YouTube University, how to take care of knives and axes and how to sharpen them, how to be safe with these things. I coached archery when I was teaching and I coached six teams in four years. And with some really hard work and determination from the students, we brought home six state trophies in four years. And it's an international program, the National Archery in the Schools Program, NASP, and they have never had an injury from archery internationally in this program that's been around for more than 20 years now. Teach safety, teach responsibility. If you'll look on our uh, Instagram feed from a couple weeks ago, uh, it's a picture of our three-year-old and myself out shooting a 22 revolver. And our kids, three, six, and seven... They can go through safety procedures. We're going to treat the firearm as if it's loaded. We're always going to keep it pointed in a safe direction. We're going to keep our finger off the trigger until we're on target and ready to fire. So teach your kids these dangerous things. Teach yourselves. How do you sharpen a knife? How do you maintain it? Because when you teach your kids responsibility, it gives growth. It gives ownership. It gives self-respect and self-esteem because then you can do something because you've learned the skills and the mindset of doing it well other things our kids love doing that aren't very expensive is again getting outside fishing you can get set up for fishing very inexpensively at a pawn shop lots of other outdoor things whether you're going for a walk along a road in town you're going hiking you can do lots of things another fun thing to do is if you're going to be on the computer is do something that is a serious skill instead of just playing, you know, flappy birds or angry birds or happy birds or whatever's going on now, but maybe work on Photoshop, coding. Again, do something useful, not just playing games. Another skill you can learn on YouTube and practice is gardening. Even if it's just a flower pot or a bucket with some tomatoes in it, learn the skills and then you can cut on food costs and inflation and just bless your family so many times. The last one to raise kids and not go broke during inflation is to exercise as a family. For our kids, they've loved doing Cosmic Kids Yoga on YouTube where I think her name's Jamie, right? Mm. And she walks the kids through different yoga routines, through stories. Uh, Again, doing pull-ups at home with the kids when they see me doing pull-ups and push-ups. They want to jump in and I kind of give them a boost as our kids knock out some pull-ups and push-ups and things like that. It doesn't take much. As long as you're consistent, you do a little every day, there's lots of good information on this. So in review, here's the 10 ways to raise kids during inflation and not go broke. Set your priorities cut baby expenses if you're having a baby, cook from home, buy clothes secondhand, sell the stuff you already have, stop buying toys for your kids, stop buying your kids electronics, learn do-it-yourself from Pinterest instead of buying things from the store, learn different skill sets, and exercise as a family. Check us out on Instagram at Prep Consulting Co. or email us at David at PrepConsultingCo.com. We're on Pinterest and Facebook. Please go ahead and share this podcast with someone who you think it would edify. And just remember to have a simpler today for a better tomorrow.